Hello and welcome to From the Haunted Closet. I'm your host, Anna. Hi, Anna. It's Jamie. And we're back after an unexpected two-week-long hiatus. Has it been two weeks? Yeah, we missed two weeks. It's been the quickest two weeks of my life. Oh, it felt like a long time because I just, I felt like, um, I don't know, not good about missing it. Yeah, I know. Um, my husband pointed out to me in the last episode, I was like, we can't miss one. Otherwise, I'll never get back into it. Here we are. <laughs> and then we missed it two weeks in a row. So Rooving yourself wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Because, I mean, we are getting, like, back into it. It just took a while. We're back. Like, it wasn't, like, my fault. Like, it, it was just, like, a lot of things happened. Yeah. Like, one after another for, like, two weeks straight. But it is what it is. Life comes at you. Yeah. Do you have any creepy experiences from the last two weeks you want to talk about? Mm, nothing creepy. No. Uh, my partner scared me when they opened up the door to the garage and I didn't hear it. And I turned around and they were standing right there. That freaked me out. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm not super easy to creep up on. But, like, I creep up on a lot of people, like, accidentally. Not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's so awkward because I'm, like, standing there behind them and, like, they don't notice. It's like, do I wait until they see me? Because then I feel creepy. But it's also like, hey, and then they jump anyway. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he completely meant to do it on purpose. Oh, wow. <laughs> In that case, what a jerk. At least you're courteous. <laughs> No matter what I do, I still scare them. Right? So I was talking to my sister this past week, and uh, we both have seen the hat man in my parents' house. So that was kind of weird. What? Did I send you that TikTok when they were like... (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) That's cool. Wow. I wonder why you and your sister both saw the hat man. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah. I saw him in the basement and she's just like, yeah, I've seen him like around. I've only seen him once. And I think she said that she saw him more than like several times. Multiple. He just comes yeah. out. Did you tell her about your alien you saw? Or the little <laughs> lady? I, I have. And it was an alien. No, I haven't. Um, But she does listen to the podcast. So I'm sure she heard about it. Okay. I saw that too. Um, And I actually have some news she wants to go uh to a local hotel that Mm -hmm. is haunted and stay there overnight oh i was thinking maybe we could uh have her as a guest on the podcast when her and i go she does it are you gonna go too yeah i'd go with her she's not um 18 yet oh so she needs some guidance (laughs) Well, she can't, like, rent a room by herself or anything yet. So, yeah, the two of us, we're going to are talking about going. I'm not sure when we're going to do it, um, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think I know what ho- hotel you're talking about, too. Yeah, it's the Best Western in Ashland, Wisconsin. What happened there? Um, I'm actually not sure the history on it. So, um, I was thinking about doing an episode, like, on it while we're in it. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. And that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, my aunt used to work there, and um, 
she, all I remember was her be saying, like, yeah, it's haunted. It's her really, saying that? Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to look into that. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about it. And learn about it. And learn about the... Yeah. But otherwise, I don't have any updates myself. That's that's pretty much it. That's a good update. <laughs> the one you had is good enough for two weeks. Right. Um, so our, oh, before I jump into our topic, um, I realized somebody had messaged me on Instagram about hauntings, but it was back when we did our haunting episode, which was episode three back in November. And for some reason, I didn't get a notification or anything that she had sent it to me. It was super weird. Um, aliens. (laughs) she had reacted to my story and that like pushed it through and then I was like oh my god because I I check the inbox a lot like several times a day when we really don't get anyone (laughs) interacting with it but um what'd they say oh so I'll read it also hi (laughs) I'll read it in a minute but um yeah if anyone wants to DM us on Instagram. It's from the haunted closet, and you certainly can. But just so you know, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> um, it's probably better to email any stories you have to us at um, from the haunted closet at gmail.com. And that I also check multiple times a day, even though we've never had anyone use it yet. Like, I'm ready, I'm prepared. That's the one thing, like, my one, like, goal is to have, like, a little bit more, um, like, listener interaction. interaction. Like, I really don't care, like, how many people, like, listen to it. But it would be more, it would be fun to have a little more interaction. What'd they say? Okay. So, this is from uh, Fran, and she said, I have a haunted story. Sorry if it's poorly written. Uh, In high school, I worked at a restaurant that has a history of being haunted. One night, I was putting some extra chairs upstairs. There was a curtain that hung in a closet in the room where I was putting the chairs. It was closing time, so I didn't have the light on because I was trying to go home. The curtain was moving slightly, and I didn't think anything of it, but I felt something cold behind me, so I flicked the light on to check if the window was open. As soon as the light turned on, the curtain fell rigid. No windows were open and no air vents in the closet. Needless to say, I left right away. Hmm. Super creepy. Like the movie Sixth Sense. Yeah. Does it happen? In the movie? Yeah. Yeah, whenever um, the kid sees a uh, spirit, the temperature drops. Hmm. I thought you meant like um, the curtain falling. I wasn't following you. Oh, I heard like the cool breeze and stuff like that. Right. I mean, no, definitely. I haven't seen Sixth Sense in a while, but. No, me neither. Not. Probably the last time I saw it was in high school. Our topic tonight is the catacombs of Paris. The catacombs of Paris. What did I say earlier? I don't remember. I can't remember either. (laughs) I'll edit it. So like you, I'll put it in like right here. (laughs) So everyone else can hear it, but it was funny. What headphones? Do you happen to know anything about the Paris catacombs? Absolutely nothing, I think. Nothing. Do you know what catacombs are? Uh, remind me, possibly me. <laughs> so, 
So, um, the catacombs are on like a ossuary where what? Uh, okay. So the catacombs are underground tunnels, and several different cities have catacombs, but uh, we're specifically talking about Paris tonight. And what they are are these tunnels um, underneath Paris where they took the remains of the dead and and filled them filled these tunnels with them okay um so in the late 18th century paris began having major public health problems due to the city's cemeteries uh the parisian authorities chose to relocate the human remains to the then abandoned quarries and the labyrinth that expanded underneath the city jesus uh the first uh, evacuations were made from 1785 to 1787 from the largest cemetery in Paris, the St. Innocence Cemetery, which had closed merely years prior. So these were like freshly dead people that had only been dead like five years and they were just already digging them up and relocating them. Do you know how many people there were in the graveyard or cemetery? Uh, not that specific cemetery, but I know there's um, estimated around 6 million people in in the uh, catacombs. Transfers like this continued until 1814. Operations began again in 1840 during urban renovation and the uh, house manian uh, reconfiguration of the city from 1859 to 1860. That's a long time. Yeah, so over the course of, what is that, 80, 75 years? I don't know. My math is bad. But over over the course of, of less than 100 years, they've right. been moving. moving a quarter of a century. A quarter, no, a quarter of a century would only be 25 years. Three quarters of a century, I meant to say. <laughs> you can edit that one out, too. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, or keep it in, <laughs> or keep it in. Uh, the municipal uh, ossuary in the oh, Paris catacombs is one of the world's largest and one of the only few located below ground. So, an ossuary is like a large, um, like a large burial place of like. Kind of like a mausoleum. Like, am I making sense? Yeah. I should have written down the definition so I could have been more articulate. But you you get the idea. I got the idea. A burial place? Yeah. yeah. It was coined the Paris catacombs after the infamous Roman catacombs, which came first. Catacombs. Do people get sick from the catacombs? So people uh, don't get sick. Um, They do do uh, tours and that kind of stuff down there. And actually, Airbnb, I feel like it was, like, 2015, did a, um, like, a, a event where they allowed people to actually spend the night in the catacombs. Airbnb does? They did. Yeah, it was, like, a publicity thing. Huh. Come sleep where all these dead people are. Like, okay, I like the idea of it, but also, you know how scared I am at night? Granted, there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of other people there, too. 
I don't think it'd be different than like uh, aquariums that do overnight. True. Yeah, it would so- be really. It would be a really neat experience. Only a small section of the catacombs are actually open to the public due to the tunnels collapsing and how easy it is for people to get lost. In June in June 2017, two teenagers got lost in the 150 miles of bone-encrusted tunnels. Oh. They were missing for three days until the Paris fire, fire unit used dogs to track them. They both had to be treated for hypothermia. Oh, God. Um, according to legend, in 1793, and this is a, a French name, and I do not speak any French, so I'm sure I'm going to be pronouncing it wrong. Philibert uh, Espart? Espart. A doorman at the Val de Grace uh, hospital was sent to fetch liquor from the cellar and uh, ended up getting lost in the catacombs. His body oh. wasn't found until 11 years after his death. Oh, no. And he was tragically found close to an exit. He was identified by the hospital of rings still hanging from his belt. Hanging by the exit? Well, he had it hang- the hospital ring hanging on his belt. And then they found him by the exit. And that's how they could tell that they were his remains was because it had the hospital name on it. Oh, my God. He was so close. He, he was. Uh, Spire is so now sad. buried in the exact spot where he was found with a headstone describing his tragic death. So not only is it sad that he never was able to escape during life, but then they he kept was buried. Him there. Yeah. In the they, same spot. <laughs> they kept him there with a headstone describing his tragic death as like a warning to people not to like get lost. Um, so there's a theory that he was intoxicated and that's why he mm-hmm. ended up getting from this cellar to the catacombs, which it's not super uncommon for old buildings to have tunnels into the catacombs. I think a lot of cities have have buildings that have like trap doors and tunnels. Do you remember our middle school we went to had a trap door in um I think one of the sixth grade classes. No way. I don't remember that. Yeah, so the middle school used to be two different buildings. Um and they had a tunnel that connected the buildings and they walked through the tunnel, I think. Um, that was the room where I heard. Anyway, I know for sure they have a trap door and a tunnel. And Ooh. I know part of the city is underground. Part of Ashland's underground? Yeah. We should uh, look for it. I'm pretty sure. Like, I think you can, like, find it through, um, there's, like, a storm sewage drain. Oh, we'd have to go in a storage su- sto- a sewage drain? Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm too old for that. Oh, God! Maybe if I was seventeen, I'd <laughs> milk a couple of butts I found on the outside a gas station and go down there. Yeah, even at seventeen, I don't <laughs> think I would have been able to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you would do it and then tell me all about it later. I would. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> Catophile. I want to do it now. <laughs> I want to do it. Now. Um, yeah, and then you can tell me about it later. <laughs> uh, find it first. I can show you where it is. Ooh. Okay, guess you're coming with me. <laughs> we'll have, like, walkie-talkies. I'll stay above ground. <laughs> I'll take a camera down there. I'll post it on Instagram. Right. 
You're going to find uh, Pennywise down there. Shut up. This <laughs> <laughs> is uh, not a Stephen King novel. <laughs> I don't want to be in a Stephen King novel. <laughs> well, you're going to make it a Stephen King novel if you go exploring. <laughs> Maybe if I go by myself. Uh, so cataphiles, which are uh, people who explore the catacombs, say that each November 3rd, his ghost haunts the catacombs, which is allegedly the day he disappeared. Just that one day. Just that one day. Although Fuck that I've... day. He's like, man, oh. that was the worst day of my fucking life. I died that day. Okay, I feel like there's like six million people. <laughs> it's got to be haunted by more than just oh. him, right? Right. Every other day of the week. That's his day of the year. That's his specific day. Specific. (laughs) They have time slots between all six million of them. It's like, okay, you get a few minutes here. They're nine to five. (laughs) Just working shifts. Even in even in hell. Even in hell. (sighs) All right. I have a (laughs) few excerpts from the tour guy travel blog. Um, from an article called Most Bone-Chilling Paris Catacomb Legends and Myths. Most Bone-Chilling what catacombs, legends, and myths? Bone, Most Bone-Chilling Paris Catacombs Legends okay. and Myths. Oh, okay. The place we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, the first one is the uncovered video camera. This by Ooh. far is one of the creepiest Paris Catacombs legends. In the early 1990s, a group of cataphiles were walking through the dark chambers of the cemetery. They happened upon a video camera on the ground. To their surprise, the camera had footage on it. As the group watched the footage, they heard disturbing noises. It became apparent that the man holding the video camera was lost and had no idea how to escape. In the, uh, in the video, the audience can clearly draw that the man is going mad inside the underground network of tunnels. Yeah. The video ends abruptly with the man dropping his camera on the ground. To this day, no one knows who this man was or if he made it out alive. Many believe that the movie As Above, So Below was inspired by this tragedy. How do I find this clip? I feel like I've seen it before. Um, can you find it and post it on Instagram and let me know when you post it? Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. But I feel like I've if it, if it wasn't this specific one, I've seen something very similar like circling around on the internet. Have you seen As Above, So Below? I haven't, um, but I did see a different uh, Catacombs movie, and I think it's just called Catacombs, but um, Pink is in it. Oh, well, that's um, a fun fact. Yeah, so that was a really interesting one. I I liked it. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like a really gory horror kind of show, and I, I prefer movies that are like that. Because then I can actually sleep at night, you know? Mm-hmm. There's another one called Voices at Midnight. Possibly linked to the video camera story above. A famous Paris catacomb legends is that mystifying is that a mystifying thing occurs within the burial site after midnight. The legend says that if you are inside of the Paris catacombs after midnight, the walls begin to speak. Disembodied voices will try to pursue persuade you to venture deeper and deeper into the catacombs until you can't find your way out. I've definitely heard legends like that before. I mean, it makes sense. There's six million dead people. <laughs> You're bound to hear something. <laughs> See, that's exactly why I wouldn't want to stay in an air and be there because I wouldn't want to be there after midnight. Okay, thirty, I could do. Okay, I 
I have a few theories as to why I think this might be bullshit. Um, you? No. Hear me out. The guy literally walked through a cellar and ended up in the catacombs. Like, obviously, there's tunnels all over. Like, if yeah. you're just if you're already lost, like, who's to say you wouldn't hear someone just talking in a cellar or like through a vent or something? And um, there's another uh, excerpt here I'm going to read that's called "The Secret Hideouts of the Paris Catacombs." So let me just read this part, and then we can talk more about the voices. Okay, we'll delve into it. In 2004, a group of police officers was exploring a part of the Paris catacombs restricted from public access, and they began to uncover very strange things. First, they found a PA system with pre-recorded guard dog barking noises playing. Then they found 3,000 square feet of galleries wired for phones using pirated electricity. What? The officers found a bar living area, workshop, lounge, and even a cinema room to seat 20 people. The cinema seats had been carved into stones of the catacombs. The creepiest part was they saw cameras on the ceilings recording them. Hmm. The police squad went back to the area a few days later with a larger team to further investigate, and everything they had discovered from phone lines to the Paris catacomb cinema had vanished. The only thing they found was a note that read, uh, and I'm I'm not going to try and read the French, but it basically means don't search. Hmm. Wonder what was in there. That's like in Las Vegas. People are living under the city. Exactly. <laughs> People are having full living areas and cinemas and everything else in the catacombs. Yeah. It would make sense why people wandering around would, would be hear. able to hear them. Plus, um, locals often go exploring the catacombs and know their way around pretty well. Um, even in like the more restricted parts of it. Sure. So who's to say someone's not just hearing other people? Uh, it's the other question. The question is like wh- how they got electricity down there and why. They had wires and stuff down there. So my sources for this week were catacombs.parrot.fr/en. Um, teens got lost in the Paris catacombs for three days by Laura Stampler for Teen Vogue and most bone chilling Paris catacombs legends and myths by uh, the tour guy travel blog. I like Teen Vogue. Yeah. Me too. I trust Teen Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> like I trust Teen Vogue too. I do like not even joking. I trust I trust Teen Vogue. What was I gonna say? Oh, you know what I should have done the week that you took off? I should have read some stories, a scary story like you did. Oh, well, maybe next time. Yeah. If you needed a week off, let me know when I can do that. Honestly, I should have just recorded last week. It just didn't work out. Right. Oh well. okay. It was this worked out. Yeah. I just gotta get back in the swing of things. Sorry, I'm just so sleepy. No, it's fine. Oh. Thank you for listening to this episode of From the Haunted Closet. Uh, make sure to check us out on social media and to leave us a rating or review us on wherever you get your podcast. Bye. Mm-hmm.